Dun 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 dun. With the first pick of the From Corner to Corner podcast draft, I select me because Neil's not here tonight. <laughs> I've got bread claws hit with me here tonight. Wes, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining me. Not a problem. Doing wonderful. This is going to be different. This is the first episode that we've had in almost a year without me or Neil one or both being on this show. I mean, we've had you here. We've had Adam here, but like the sidekick is not here. He's, he is, uh, traveling this weekend and just did not have the time to, to make it. He thought he was going to try to get here, but the, the list was too long. Had they not had school today and had another strike, he, he probably would have pulled it off. Right. Yeah. The mouth of the bluegrass is not here tonight. So I will graciously uh, try to fill those shoes, um, but it's going to be hard. <laughs> well, I mean, even if I was doing it by myself, I couldn't fill those shoes. <laughs> so we decided since Wes was going to be here, and we're the co-commissioners of our Dynasty Football League, we would talk about how that came to pass, which is a really funny story. I mean, you just randomly send me a text message one day going, have you ever looked into doing a dynasty league? I'm like, yeah, but, I, you know, I wanted to do it. I don't know. And it seemed like within like five hours, we had 90% of the league full, and we were drafting within a week. Right. I mean, it was crazy. And we just did the draft basically while they were before free agency even hit. So it was kind of crazy. Right. We we have definitely lived and learned. We could have uh, done it as the free agency uh, ended, but we didn't because we were too excited. Right. So. Which I wish we would have waited. <laughs> no kidding. Because, man, some of the picks that I took would have been great if they stayed where they were at. <laughs> they suck now because, I mean, I took Robert Woods with a flyer. And then he gets traded from the Rams and winds up in the Titans situation. It might be okay, but, man, they run the ball so much. And I, I've already got Derrick Henry. So now I'm, I'm really heavily invested in the Titans offense, which is not exactly what you'd call a high-scoring offense. No. Uh, well, so. I mean, I'm in the same boat because I had drafted uh, Joe Mixon and I had drafted uh, Derek Carr and – then Tom Brady comes out of retirement, and I want Tom Brady badly. Me and uh, Spencer, another owner, make a deal. I trade him, Joe Mixon, and Derek Carr for Tom Brady and Josh Jacobs. And I thought, okay, that look, I, I, I've got Tom Brady. I don't have a. I've got Tom Brady's future backup and Kyle Trask, but I don't have a third quarterback at that point and then Devonta adams decides i don't want to play for the packers anymore i'll play for the raiders great wonderful my trade it still could very well work out but i could have probably been much better off if i would have just not done the trade at this point yeah because i mean Derek carr and adams were teammates in college right they're best friends right and you know he's going to force feed him the ball. Oh, no doubt. And now they're talking about trading Waller to back to the Packers. Right. Which would be like the most Packers thing ever to trade 
the first round pick that they got from the Raiders back to the Raiders for Darren Waller. Apparently he was supposed to be in the original deal, but they couldn't do it because Adams wasn't under contract. He was a, um, he was under the, the tag. And apparently there's a rule in place that they can't trade somebody under the franchise tag, which is another rule that the NFL will pretty much immediately get rid of by the end of next year. I hate the franchise tag rule in general period. Right. I think it's stupid, right? You don't want to pay the guy long term, but you'll you'll franchise tag him and pay him more on the year right. for that year than what he would be if you just put him under contract. Right. Kirk Cousins balled out on that. They franchise tagged him twice in Washington and then they let the, let him go. And I mean he banked like fifty million dollars in guaranteed money in Washington. And then turns around and goes to uh, the Vikings and gets a big deal like that. I mean, I, I saw something recently. Like, he's made more guaranteed money than any quarterback in the last 10 years. He has made 250 or $280 million for being an average quarterback. He's not even a top 12 quarterback. No. He doesn't. He doesn't start on a regular basis in a fantasy football league. In our dynasty league where there's only 10 teams, we are playing two quarterbacks, so he'll he'll probably start there. Absolutely. But if it was just a one quarterback league, he's not he's not starting every week. He'll start barring a, injury to somebody. Right. He'll start as a number 2 and he very easily could be sitting on the bench 4 weeks into the season because they've got somebody on their bench that's you know just much better. So right. and and they just Decide to take him out, and he's made two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, he knew how to play the system. Well, but I mean, the thing about it was, is it wasn't him. Like he didn't want to be franchise tagged. But Washington, you know, another one of those poorly run, you know, teams. Right. When you look at it, and and one of the things we're going to do tonight, instead of doing a Rushmore, we're gonna we're gonna fantasy pick or project our rookie draft, you know, the first, the first 10 picks. We'll just do the first round of our, of our upcoming rookie draft. A lot of the teams in the NFL that's in the top 10 live there, right? I mean, they live there. The Jets, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Panthers, they live in the top 10. Right. It's because they're poorly run franchises. Absolutely. You know? I heard today that the Cardinals decided to finally come to their senses and they're going to they're going to work on signing Kyler Murray. They they're, they're going to pick up his fifth year option. They're going to work on a deal. But like I was listening to Colin Cowherd today and he's like, "You have to do that." He's like, "The Seattle Seahawks traded Russell Wilson and it'll take them 10 years to find another Russell Wilson." Oh, no or, doubt. Or or a starting quarterback, you know, that that works. Right. And he's like, the best thing for them to do is to just play through the year with Drew Locke, suck bad enough that they get a top a top pick or two last, next year, and try to get Bryce Young or uh, the kid out of Ohio State. Uh, I can't even think of what his name is. Uh, the quarterback out of uh, Stroud, C.J. Stroud. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you, you don't know for sure that either one of those are going to work. No, and that's the quarterback situation – Going into the NFL, that's where your biggest questions are, anyways. Um, so, 
you're right. You just never know which one is just going to stick. I mean, it already sounds like the Jaguars are going to screw up the number one pick. They're talking about taking the kid out of Georgia. Like, he's only he's only played for one year. He didn't really have any numbers, the, uh, the defensive end kid. Aiden Hutchinson's the highest-graded player on the board. Right. Now, I know the Lions are praying that the Jaguars take somebody else because I think they really want Aiden Hutchinson. But I could also see the Lions taking Malik Willis. Oh, I mean, if they take Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, that would fit perfect for them because you keep him in Michigan. Right. And that, you know, as bad as they are and may be, you're still going to sell tickets. Yeah. Because you've got that name still there. And I think I think they've got the right coach. I, Dan I agree. Cam- I love Dan Campbell. I like, agree. I'm a Bears fan, but – Man, I was pulling for Dan Campbell in the Lions last year because he shows emotion as a, as a coach, and they were in a lot of games. I mean, they yeah, they only won a couple of games, but they could have won more. I mean, they lost at least three games on last-second field goals. There is no doubt they got better throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and it was just a philosophy and a mindset change that Dan Campbell brought and probably 13 coffee machines that are in the locker room because it's all he drinks so he can stay so hyped as he is. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think they've got the right guy there. They essentially get two first-round picks this year because they lost uh, Udoda or uh, the cornerback from Ohio State last year. He got hurt in in training camp, never played it down. So he'll be back this year. So they get him, and then you're going to add another piece to it I refuse to write off Jared Goff yet. I mean, the kid got the Rams to the Super Bowl. He can't be that daggone bad. I agree. I've always said that I think that Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback as long as he's got someone to hand the ball off to. Right. And honestly, in Los Angeles – it was just kind of eh. Um, he had the weapons around him um, to throw to, but in Detroit, they just need to keep him on his feet. Period. Right. And they he's and he's another one of these quarterbacks that will zero in on a, a wide receiver as he found out halfway through the season. I'm on St. Brown, exactly. <laughs> Who and, I took in the in our dynasty league. Right, and uh, you know. It, you know, if, if he's going to be one of those guys and, and can key on somebody and then they pick another one up in the draft, you know, with DeAndre Swift uh, yeah. in the background, they could easily, you know, surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, Swift is, is like – he's making – he's playing his way into like top five fantasy production type, you know, wide, or running back. Not wide receiver, but running back. Absolutely, because – in this day and age, you have to have a running back that can run uh, the first two downs, and he stays in for that third down to be yeah. able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of the the downfalls to fantasy football right now is they're doing so many running back by committees, right? That there are very few actual like top-tier running backs that you want on your team. Like Austin Eckler is one of those guys that you want on your team. Swift is one of those guys. You know, Derrick Henry is one of those guys. Mixon's getting to that point now. Uh, 
but you know there are certain teams like you pretty well and there, there's two of them in in the Patriots land and you never know which one of them's going to have a great game you know well Adams favorite team the Packers perfect example yeah you know you've got a horse of a running back in Jones or Dillon Dillon yeah that has tree trunks for for legs and he can absolutely pound somebody but then Jones can come in, break off a fifty-yard run, or he can catch it out of the backfield. So you don't you don't know who's going to have that big game right. for that game. That's like the uh, they're like they might be like the modern day thunder and lightning. Tiki Barber and uh, uh, oh shoot, I just had it. I can't remember his name now. Uh, you remember when they played for the Giants? Yes, Tiki Barber and um, was it the guy that played for uh, Wisconsin? I don't remember. I can't his name off the I don't head. remember his name now. But but is you know you got that change of pace, but you don't want that in fantasy because you can't play right. both of them. Right. And inevitably, it's it's like you're going to play the wrong one. You can't. But if you find the right combination, as I did, not this year, but last year, two years ago, uh, with Chubb and Cream Hunt. You can take it to a, you can take it to a championship, as yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 uh, let's move on. <laughs> that might be one of the worst trades that I knew better than to do that I did. <laughs> and the worst part about it is, is I I played you in the finals that year as the eight seed. Yeah, and almost beat you. Yeah. And I would have beat you had I not made that trade. Like, like had I not made – there was two trades I made that year. I traded away – and, and I basically handed you the championship because I had Tyreek Hill, I had Chubb, and I had Hunt. Right. And I traded all three of those guys to you for an injured Michael Thomas who never came back. Right. Stupid on my – but at that point, Hill had sucked. Right. Right? So I didn't feel like I was losing a lot. Little did I know he was going to want to score 7,000 touchdowns after that. And then it was Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't know who, maybe Pollard. I don't think it was – I think it may may have been Pollard. I don't remember who it was for Chubb then. But Chubb was out. I think he had been – he hadn't come back yet. So – but but all three of those guys basically rode you straight to the championship. And if I had my team – with those three guys on it, I don't think anybody would have beat me. I, I, you're probably right. I think that he'll not the next game after that, but uh, two games after we made the trade is when he had his two hundred and something yard, three, three or four touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he scored like sixty or seventy points. Right, it was and, insane. And I'm like, oh, I screwed <laughs> up. Oh man, I screwed up. And, and you know, I have been playing fantasy football. Since 2005. I've got you beat. Because um, I saw a thing on Twitter the other day from Sleeper, which is the app that we use, um, that said, "Who give me a fantasy football player's name that people have forgotten. The first or second year that I played, I had Robert Edwards. Does that ring a bell? Robert Edwards. He was a rookie for the New England Patriots. 
and he came in um, and he he ran for almost twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns. No, and he did nothing after that one season because he got hurt. Yeah, um, and uh, we were checking, we were checking stats out of the paper. So, do you remember what year that was? That was nineteen ninety eight. Wow, um, is when he uh, came into the league. And so was it even on an app then? We used a we used a website called Fanball at the time. Okay, and they're still around. Are they? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if we used it that first year. Maybe we did. I don't remember. But we used Fanball. I mean, fantasy sports has been around for a long time. I mean, all the way back to newspaper days. Right, exactly. And fantasy baseball was the first thing. It was a, I don't know if you knew that or not. That, that's, fantasy sports was created on baseball. That makes sense. And a bunch of – there's a ESPN documentary out there that I've seen years ago that, told, that you know talked about how they did it. And basically, they would get together – with the newspapers and they, of course it was set on the roto, you know, that's how the points, that's, that's how that, that goes, which by the way, I'm in three different fantasy baseball leagues. I am not good in the points leagues. I'm not good. I've, I've done it for about three or four years now. Third place is the highest I've finished ever in one, in, in one of them. And the other one, I've never even made the playoffs. I'm just not good at the points leagues. Uh, I'm really good at doing our five by five, or well, it's now a six by six league in our league, right. where you accumulate categories. So I don't I'm, like. I've pretty much decided next year I'm done with the the points leagues. I'm just going to concentrate on the home league. I feel like that this dynasty league that we have is going to uh, take a, take a lot. Uh, I agree. I mean, it it was something that came to my mind. I had seen and heard a lot of doubt about dynasty dynasty leagues. I thought, you know what? I like fantasy football so much that I want to be in one of these leagues to where I can be basically a GM instead of just getting the best players, starting them each week. This way, you've got you know you can you can keep some young guys. If they don't work out, you can get rid of them. You can you know you draft your rookies each year, yeah. but um, but. You know, when we started doing keepers in our uh, other league and we went from one keeper to two keepers to three keepers, you know, I, I really enjoyed that because you can keep some of those star players on your teams, as you all do in your baseball league. Yeah. And, you know, you have to give up some high picks uh, when you redraft each year. Yeah. But, you know, you've got those guys, and if you decide, you know what, I'm just going to clean slate – and try to see what goes back in the league and keep up with people that are going back in the league, you know, going back into the league after their contracts are up. You're like, you know what, I'm going to clean slate. I'm going to get some of these guys um, as a high pick and then start all over. You can do the same thing here. Um, and it makes more sense to trade uh, picks and trade people and um, – try to give young guys a chance. Uh, it just right. interesting a lot. Well, and and by the way, my guy would be Peyton Hillis. 
Ah, uh, yes. He won me a championship. He was on Madden's cover. Yeah. That son of a gun, I picked him up, and he ran me to a championship. <laughs> uh, and it was the only year that he ever did anything. The one-year wonder of Peyton Hillis. But anyways, if we, had, if we had divisions in our Dynasty League, we should name them Peyton Hillis Division and the, uh, Robert and the Robert Edwards Division. <laughs> the one-hit wonders. Yeah. But the cool – so the – if you don't know what a dynasty league is, or if you even care, we have 30 roster spots, 25 regular roster spots, and then we have a five-man, uh, what do they call it, taxi squad taxi is what squad. they called it, which is basically guys that ha- have been in the league for less than two years. Now, this being our first year, all of our guys are pretty much going to be rookies that are drafted in this upcoming draft. Now, today is Wednesday, the 27th. Tomorrow, the NFL draft starts. We start our rookie draft on Monday after all of the – because we wanted to see where these players are going to go. It only makes sense. Right. Now, from this point forward, the only draft we will do is this five-man taxi squad draft after the NFL draft. Correct. We have drafted our team – we have our 25 players on roster, and it's the last time that we'll do a main draft. Which, by the way, I've spoke to three or four of the guys just recently, and we did a slow draft. So instead of everyone getting around a table and drafting everything in one day, which, by the way, if you do 25 rounds, would take all day long. Oh, no doubt. It would have been six hours or more. So... We did a slow draft, so you put eight. We put eight hours in between uh, picks, um, and I've talked to, uh, like I said, three or four of the guys lately, and they were like, "How did we draft that quick?" <laughs> and anyway, I was like, "You know, I don't, I don't know. I think we were just so excited. It didn't even take us a week. It. No, not at all. I mean, like we, we anticipated it taking a month leading up to the draft. Right. We were we were through four rounds in the first day. But in my in my fan tracks. Uh, fantasy baseball draft that we do. We've done the slow draft in that for the last three or four years. So I was familiar with how that went. We put 24 hours in between our hours are picked. Now we take longer in that one because we've got, we got an old fella in the, in the league that can only, that he can't draft from his phone. He has to draft from from his computer. Gotcha. So we got to wait till he's home, and he's always at doctor's appointments or running here to do that. And run. So he might take 12, 14 hours before he makes a pick. And then someone's not paying attention to it being their pick, so it takes forever. But I think we were all so excited oh, yeah. that it was just like, but we would get it in a run. Like every night about 9.30, we would hit a run for about an hour and a half. Boom, 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 boom. And we'd just nail off a bunch of picks. Right. And uh, only being 10 teams, it went kind of quick that way, too. Uh, I had to keep texting Darren because he wasn't getting the notifications. He was getting the notification of everyone else's pick, but not his pick. It was really weird. We built the league with seven of our regular guys that play in our keeper league. Correct. And then we brought in your brother-in-law and his brother. Mm -hmm. And then we brought in Spencer, who's a guy that Adam works with. Correct. Neil did not choose to be in this league. He hates fantasy football. He plays fantasy football just because we're all friends. But if we killed that other league today, 
He ain't losing sleep on it. I promise you that. This is true, and he made a big mistake not being in this league. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And I don't anticipate a spot opening up anytime soon. And I can say that because he's not here. Right. (laughs) And chances are, since he's never, ever, ever listened to a show before, he's probably not listening to this one either. He probably won't. You're right. Even though he should. (laughs) He's going to be going to Miami. Wife's going to be in classes all day long, so he he should should spend an hour doing that. Enjoy you know? yourself in your unbuttoned Roosevelt shirt. <laughs> right. I think I just puked in my mouth. <laughs> With this flowing locks of gray right. hair. <laughs> so, but it was kind of cool because, I mean, we, we did some little, we did some research. And I sent you some things and you sent me some things and, it's kind of one of those things that, okay, this is year one. When we get done with year one, is there something that we should change? Now, the the first thing that we did is we added, we made a two-quarterback league because, well, there's only 10 teams. There's 32 NFL teams. So you're going to have 22 quarterbacks sitting out there not playing on a weekly basis. Right. So there's enough quarterbacks out there for us to uh, roster two starting quarterbacks. Correct. We got rid of kickers and we got rid of defenses, and we made that into two additional flex spots. Thankfully, thankfully, we got twenty five, or well, twenty five slash thirty, you know, players, twenty five on the roster. So why not be able to play as many of those as you can? Exactly. I don't remember exactly what our starting lineup is. I feel like it's around twelve. Um, I think you're right. But I mean, that's that's half of our players that are going to play. Sure. And and. Down towards the end of our bench, we've got backups to backups, quarterbacks and backup to backup to backup wide receivers, the fourth wide receiver on the roster, the fifth running back on the roster. We're starting 10 people. You got you two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then two flex spots. Gotcha. Not a super flex. Right. Uh, where you could, in the super flex, you could start a quarterback. Uh, we just decided let's just go two quarterbacks right. with two because we considered doing the super spots. flex, but it was you, it was going to be a quarterback. So exactly. you just want to just make it two quarterbacks. Absolutely, it makes no, like I don't understand the concept of a super flex. The only the only way a super flex is beneficial is if you have a larger league. You know, say we had 14, 16 teams, then you would want to super flex because if a quarterback's on by, you're going to fill that in with a running back or a wide receiver or right. something like that. But we we didn't find that necessary. I, and in the the thing about it is, is if we ever want to expand the league, I mean, I guess we would kind of do it like an expansion draft in the NFL. Like every team would would throw X amount of players off of their roster available to be drafted. But you're I mean, starting to get into slim pickings. Um, it's like there's no nobody on the waiver wires now. Right. Oh, I mean. There's a, you're right. I mean, there is a few that I would probably spend, um, you know, a dollar to a fab on, but that's probably the max I'm going right, right now, right, uh, before the season, right. So the the uh, and of course the way we talked about the taxi squad, the way it works is if you bring them to your roster, they're on your roster. Yeah, they're so you got to be strategic about that. Now, obviously. If you had a Jamar Chase that comes out of the gate on fire, the heck with him being on your taxi squad. Absolutely. You know, 
I'm a I'm a fantasy player that always worries about this year. I don't care about next year. Absolutely. I'll deal about next year next year. You know, I, I've always played that way. In our fantasy baseball league, we have a ten keeper thing. There's contracts and all this and that. Um, we actually made a rule change going into next year. We're going to reduce that from ten keepers to eight keepers because there's literally nothing available. I mean, we have thirty man rosters. 12-team league, that's 360 baseball players that are off the board. Right. We have six IL spots, which are almost always full. So, I mean, you're literally grasping at straws. Right. Every now and then you'll find somebody, a diamond in the rough, but not not many. Absolutely. Not many. So, we're going to back that off, and that automatically throws 24 pretty decent players back into the draft pool. Because our draft pool this year was bad. <laughs> You know, and I did a different strategy this year. I had expensive contracts. I didn't have a pick for the first seven rounds because I looked at it and I'm like, okay. And I know we're talking football, but just for instance, I kept Starling Marte in the second round. I kept uh, Ozzy Albies in the in the fifth round, and uh, I traded Castillo because he had a, a longer term, you know, or traded for Castillo. So so I stacked the whole front end because I'm looking at it going, okay, in the second round, in the fifth round, and in the fourth round, I'm not getting those three players because there wasn't that in the draft. And if I threw those guys back, they're all going to get picked before I would have had a pick. Right. So it, I just went the expensive route. Most of those guys have expiring contracts, and after this season – I, I'm probably in rebuild mode. And that's the reason we went with a dynasty league in football because just what you said, working your mind like a GM, right? Um, you know, this is the closest thing we can get in football. Right. Um, it, you know, we can't, we can't put anybody on contracts or whatnot, but they're on our roster until we decide to either drop them or trade them. Right. And the, 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 the interesting thing about this is I'd say the next three to four years, maybe even longer, this draft that we just did says a lot, right? I mean, it did not it does not pay you homage to go old, right? right. It's okay that you got a Tom Brady if you get if you have somebody younger to go with him. Aaron Rodgers. I wasn't drafting Aaron Rodgers because at that particular time, we didn't know if he was even going to play or if he's going to be on Jeopardy. Right. <laughs> I, w- I wound up with Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson, and I'm tickled to death with those two quarterbacks. Uh, as you should be. And, yeah. and as what you just said, you know, the only reason I went out and got Tom Brady was because he's probably playing with the best wide receiver core I think that he's ever had Yeah. Uh, for the last two years, and he still has that wide receiver core. I think they're actually going to pick someone up in the draft. Well, didn't they, the, I think they traded for Gage. They did trade for Gage. And, I mean, he, he's, he was underutilized last year. Absolutely. Um, Tyler Johnson has not worked out for them very well. Um, so I, I I don't, But, see, that's the thing with Brady. I don't think Brady likes Tyler Johnson. And, may, that's and, and you know, I mean, he he got he got Bruce Arians out of the office because you know, look, Tom Brady is insane when it comes to his work ethic, in his 
food, in his in, in his workout regimen, in his in his preparation. I mean, it's coming out now. You're hearing a lot about this, but like Brady would show up on Tuesday with a game plan, and Arians hadn't even thought about this week's game, yeah. and that just ran all over. So they restructured his deal. Did you see that? I did. So they could save nine nine million dollars. Yeah, but it's just a one year deal. So. Now, it is against NFL rules for him to own a team and play for that team. But his plan, he's going to be in Miami next year. And then he's going to be part owner in Miami after that. So do you think that he's going to play for Miami? Yes. It came out, he retired. Right. Wanting the Bucks to release him, and he was going to go to Miami. And the Glazer family is like, nope. If you're going to play, you're going to play for us because you're under contract with us and we're not letting you out of the contract. So I guess in order to get him to come back, some changes had to be made. And I think Bruce Arians was the was the fall guy on that, on that particular change. I think Bruce Arians had uh, a step and a half out the door anyways. You know, he did finally get he, – he, you know, he took Arizona to the Super Bowl – Lost. He did finally get his Super Bowl in Tampa, and probably should have gone this year. But you know, just... really, when you look at the numbers, though, he's really not that great of a coach. I mean, he did a good job filling in in, in Indianapolis when uh, uh, what's his face had cancer. Uh, yes, and then he 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 got Arizona there, like you said. But he had Kurt Warner, a Hall of Famer, right, and Larry Fitzgerald, a Hall of Famer, and then of course. Tom Brady, the goat, got him, got him there. Right. You know, so circumstances of 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 the players that he had on on a lot of that. He didn't have a defense like Tampa Bay did when they won, and that was because of their current head coach, Todd Bowles. Right. So, and I and think they made a mistake on that one. I believe I would have went with uh, Leftwich on that deal. I think Leftwich is still a couple years away from being a head coach. I can't believe Jacksonville didn't hire him. I think the only reason they didn't hire him is because they wanted Peterson to groom Trevor Lawrence. You will see an improved Trevor Lawrence this year. I would agree with that. Yeah, and they spent the money to make sure that he looks better. Unfortunately, on crappy wide receivers. Yeah, right. But what I was going to say about Tom Brady, poorly poorly run man, uh, right? right. Poorly run team uh, was the reason I went out and got Tom Brady was because, just like in your shoes. Uh, I had the third pick, and I took Joe Burrow. Um, so I've got my young quarterback that should be there for years to come and can either find another young quarterback, can trade for another person after Brady leaves. As I said, I've got Kyle Trask. I right. think he's the next man up. He Tampa. should be. I think he, I think he should be. I mean, there. he was the most efficient uh, quarterback out of the entire draft class. Right, and I think he can. And he be, didn't get the love that everybody else got last year. I agree. He can be a carbon copy of Brady there. Yeah. With and and they've signed all those guys to three year deals yeah. around them. So. Another year behind Brady will help Kyle Trask a lot. I agree. I mean, he's got the arm, and he's yes. accurate as all get out. Absolutely, absolutely. But well, when you, you drafted Burrow, yes. And I was like, I don't want Burrow. Like, 
I was I, like, I assumed Mahomes or Allen would go first, and I think they went one two. Adam wound up taking Jonathan Taylor at three, yes, which kind of shocked me a little bit. I I wanted Justin Herbert. That's who I wanted. I did not want Burrow, and that, and. Not that I don't like Burrow, I love Burrow, right? But he's already got a little bit in a, in a little bit of injury history, and in this format, I was thinking, man, I got a hit on this guy. Of every guy in this entire draft, this first round pick, you got a hit on it because this is the future. Like Burrow and and Herbert. I mean, these guys could still be our quarterback seven, eight years down the road. Now, as much as we all trade, might not. Right. But I, I like I, I feel like that there will be some trading, but I don't know that there'll be a whole lot of trading because here's the here's the thing. In in a standard league, right? Let's just say that we're taking that. I've got a superstar. I'll say. Cooper Cup. I've got Cooper Cup. You want him. You might potentially send me three guys that are all starters for me. Okay? Well, that's fine. But So there's two guys that are going to leave my starting lineup that I either have to drop or potentially trade back to you. Right. Or, you know, so you're trading three guys away. And in a standard league, you can go to the waiver wire and probably fill in two other guys that are similar to the, the couple of guys that you, you know, or, or close to it, right? Unlikely, yes. Well, you can't do that in this dynasty league. Right. So you get in, if you go and you make a horrible trade and you trade away three or four guys for one or two superstars, like you really have to take into consideration, like, what am I trading away points-wise here, mm-hmm. right? And because you're not the the two extra guys that you're giving up, you're not going to go to our waiver wire and backfill those slots in with a lot of great talent there. Right. There might not be anybody there that's worthy of actually going into your starting lineup being a non-injury situation. The only way that you would do something like that is if your bench has people on there that you're itching to get into your lineup right. because you've because you've lucked into and believe me there is so much luck involved in this to a certain extent. You've got guys on there that you're like, "Look, I need to get them. I think I can get two really good superstars for these guys and bring these guys up." And yeah, it's going to make your bench a little bit light, but majority of the benches are light once you get past the 12th 13th, 14th man. Yeah. You're looking at, as you said, backups that might be filling in for people that get injured and so on and right. so forth. Well, you talk about case in point. We've all picked on Darren. Darren won our regular keeper league championship last year, right? right? He only lost one game. Right. Theoretically, he didn't lose that game. Right. There was a stat correction four days later of a sack from the Miami defense that gave Adam the victory by point two. <laughs> Barring that, nobody touched Darren last year. Right. But think about it. He drafted Cooper Cup in the fourth round and Jamar Chase in the fifth round. There's 11 other teams that look past both of those guys. That's exactly right. And he paired them with Devontae Adams. 
the number one, two, and three wide receivers in the freaking game last year. Right. I mean, you couldn't stop him. And he and he did not make a trade. And he very made, few and he pickups. made. I think he made two waiver pickups. And two. he he won two weeks. One week with the backup for Miami quarterback. Uh, he was in the Colt or at the Colts. An unrostered guy. Right. Right. Like. And and then he did it again. Like he had two weeks because Kyler Murray was hurt. There was two or three weeks that he played just random quarterbacks. I think two of might have been one of the weeks that he played. Did he start Colt McCoy? No, I don't think it was Colt McCoy. It was man, I can't even remember his name now. The, oh gosh. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Yes, yes. Just randomly picks him up because. He just got notified like right before the game started that uh, Kyler Murray was out. So he goes and picks up the only quarterback that he could, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, and goes out and wins the game. But, I mean, it's like he wasn't blowing guys out. Right. He didn't break 200 points until week 13 of the season. Yeah. But every single week's matchup, Something would happen, and he would win. Right. And we all said he was the luckiest guy. You had one of the highest scoring teams in the league and only won four games. Only won four games. You had the worst luck in the league last year. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you had a good team. You scored good points, but everybody had their Super Bowl against you every time you played them. Which is another reason why we opened this league up, because we thought – there's the possibility. I mean, there's a possibility that's still happening, but you still can make so much, so many more moves around to um, maximize a roster. So yeah, you're right. You ready to get into this uh, this draft? Sure, absolutely. Because I think we could sit here and talk about this all night long if we, we could. To. We could have. Uh, let me get my little sheet out here. So what we're going to do is uh, we'll just start like with the. The uh, you know first pick and stuff like that. Let's see if I can pull up the um, the the draft order for our uh, keeper or our whatever whatever I'm trying to say. Let's see here. Our draft order for yeah. So Jesse has the number one pick, and I've got the number two pick. Trey's got the number three pick. You've got the number four pick. Darren's got the number five pick. Spencer. Uh, Spencer. Adam. Ben. Ben. Jeff. Jeff. And Jared. So, I got to tell this little story though, right? So, we tried to figure out, like, when we, we just did like a random number generator when we de- determined the uh, initial draft order. So, but on this one, we wanted to mix it up a little bit. So I went and I bought the the new WWE game. I created the character for everybody in the league, it was great. E- entrances and everything, and we did a ten man battle royal or Royal Rumble. And I wound up winning. Of course, everybody thought it was fixed, but I literally streamed it on YouTube. Every character was the exact same rating. I mean, nothing was different. And the commish comes in last on the third. Uh, uh, comes in last 
when there's already everybody gone but two other guys. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? What just happened? And it was completely random. Everything. It was just so. It was so funny. So I really didn't have a, a plan for the number one pick. So Jesse is your brother-in-law. Yes. Jesse is texting me within two days. What do you want for the number one pick? And he's sending me the first offer was something stupid. You know, I mean, he was like his third and his fifth for my first pick. And I'm like, seriously, I, you're, I'm not giving you the first two picks in the draft. So I just kept playing it off. And I and I kept telling him, I was like, who do you want? I'm like, I don't have a plan. Yeah. So I'm the kind of guy, and Neil and I have done this in drafts before. If we buy, if we're back to back with each other, and he go, and he, you go, hey, I I really want. We did that fantasy basketball league, and I really wanted Luca. I had the third pick; he had the second pick, so he took Djokovic, and I took Luca. It worked out for both of us. We played each other in the championship game. But like, if Jesse would have just said, "I want this guy," mm-hmm. I would have let him have him. It's not like it's going to make that big of a difference. Right. It, he's an Ohio State fan. So we're assuming that he's wanting one of those Ohio State wide receivers. Uh, uh, right. I think it's Olave. But I think it's only Olave if he lands in Green Bay. That's very possible, yes. Other than that, it would be the uh, – What's the other kid's the, name? Uh, Garrett Wilson. The only other thing that I would say is that his running backs are not real strong. I mean, his starting running backs currently are Michael Carter and Kenneth Gainwell. So, Holy moly. Right. Because uh, he went quarterback heavy uh, in the draft, which totally understand. I mean, you know, he's got Prescott. He's got Trey Lance. Um, he's also got Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, which looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback in Atlanta now, and Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, so he went quarterback heavy, uh, probably, mainly probably to have trade bait uh, early on in the season. Totally understand that. Um, he also went wide receiver heavy because he's got Metcalf, he's got Higgins, and he's got um, he's got more for Carolina. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's obvious that he likes to trade. Yes. So one would think there that he's probably, he could be thinking running back. Bryce Hall seems, or Brees Hall seems to be the top guy. Right. I can't imagine he goes Kenneth Walker. I wouldn't think so. So I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to go with him. And you think maybe he's going running back? I think he's probably going running back. I think he's going Brees Hall. Okay. All right, so I got the number two pick, who I originally wanted Brees Hall. Right, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I want. But if Hall is there, I think it's kind of hard not to take him. But it, like again, it really all depends on where he's going to fall. I agree, but I think he also um, fits well with any NFL team. Yeah. Compared to the majority of the rest of these guys right. at running back, I think he fits well yeah. anywhere because, as we said, it is a uh, you've got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He can have he absolutely do that. Right, right, and he's he's always had like a mediocre quarterback. Correct. You know, so uh, since 
I have him taking Garrett Wilson, I will I will say that I'm taking Brees Hall. So I don't think that I'm. I, I would think I would think that at this point, if if uh, since I've said that Brees Hall is going to go number one, um, then yeah, I mean Olave and Wilson is uh, to me are kind of one A and one B, mm-hmm. but I think Garrett Wilson does have. I think Eric Wilson has – I think Olave is actually going to end up being a 50-50 bust. Um, again, and you're not depends, alone with that. It kind of depends on where he goes, but but I think Garrett Wilson is going to come out and, and be, you know – I don't think any of these wide receivers are going to be just outstanding except for the guy from Arkansas, Traylon Burks. But I think I like they, Traylon Burks, but I also think Jamison Williams. But Jamison Williams probably don't play this year. I agree with that too, uh, and I think there's a lot of people. And everybody play. thinks Drake London is the best wide receiver in the right in the group. He is, you know, he's he is your tall guy. He's your, your you know, your Mike Evans, your 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 Michael Pittman type you know, yeah. person that's coming out of USC again. But um, I think if I think number two would probably be uh, Garrett Wilson. Okay. All right, so Trey, <laughs> good old Trey. Um, I mean, you have to you have to consider he he's probably taken. Uh, I mean, I if I'm Trey, I, I I don't I don't really know. Uh, you know, I, I, he's, I, it's he's probably got, Olave. I think you're probably right yeah. because his running back situation. Is pretty solid with Kamara and uh, Cook, and with and he's got Justin Jefferson, which is a a fantastic number one pick, uh, first round pick in the uh, draft. But then he's got Hopkins and Cooper. They're both getting older. They're both just we just you just they can be absolute studs. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to go on there. So if he can score on a wide receiver. Then yeah, I think that's yeah. You think uh, it's Olave? I'm not going Olave. I think he takes. I think he takes Drake London. Yeah, and you could be right on that. You could be. Uh, Let's see, number four. So 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 Wes. (laughs) Oh, it's up to me. Yeah, Uh, Um, I think you're going to take Traylon Burks. (laughs) I'm I'm leaning that way. Yeah. Um, The only other person that. That I would take would might be um, Kenneth Walker or an Isaiah Spiller because of my running back situation, but right now that would something odd would have more to than happen. likely I think one I of those guys can fall back Burks. to you in the second round. And I like Traylon Burks because he's probably going to drop down in that first round to where he's in that playoff team pitcher, right? Um, and just hopefully and, not the Ravens. And honestly, <laughs> he could be the guy that goes to the Packers. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they need somebody big like that. I mean, if they get Waller, uh, that helps their situation out. Uh, yeah. Because. Well, Drake London would be a good one with the Packers, too. He would. He would. I, I think the Packers are taking a wide receiver with that first pick. They better. Because. Or, 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 or Aaron Rodgers is liable to kill everybody in the that's draft. That's exactly room. right. You know, That's exactly he's just right. crazy enough to get his uh, COVID out and, and go kill everybody. <laughs> I've said this. I don't know that he will or not because he's going to listen to this. But I feel like Darren is 100% taking Wondell Robinson. 
He's a Kentucky homer. I, I I may be wrong, but I could see Darren taking Wandell Robinson. He probably won't now. I probably just now talked him out of it. But I could totally see him taking Wandell Robinson here. I'm going to say, because he's another guy that has got his wide receivers in order, but he's got a lot of question at running back. Yeah. And if you want to go – if you want to go with an early running back that might be either behind somebody and play, you know, could be a running back by committee guy uh, or take over um, like Jonathan Williams should have last year. But uh, Couldn't get I think, Gordon out of the way. Yeah, well, and, and that's unfortunately what he'll be back for another year. Yeah. Um, but um, I think he's going to go Kenneth Walker. Okay. Which would be a good pick. It would be a good pick for him. I like Kenneth Walker. Spencer, he's got quite a few quarterbacks. He's probably not going the quarterback route here. I'll be honest with you. I've looked over these trying to fight and figure out maybe a trade um, before the draft or during the draft. I think Spencer has the best team. Yeah. I, I think he is all the way around just solid. So the only thing I would say is maybe he would go, uh, maybe he would reach. For a run uh, for a running back because he you know he, because he doesn't have a well he's got AJ Dillon uh, well I take it back he's got Dwight, uh, he's got Harris also in New England so and then Mixon um, you traded Mixon to him right? I did trade Mixon to him so yeah I, I don't know I I don't know where he goes yeah he could be a guy that might take a flyer on a quarterback yeah. Um, because he's got Derek Carr, as I said. He's got Patrick Mahomes, but he's also got Kirk Cousins, which, yeah. you know, hands I mean, there, who knows. I mean, it would be a good spot for Willis to go here. It, it would be. I mean, um, I feel like Willis is the first quarterback off the board. I agree. The, so. the, the, the amount that he – just the amount of athleticism that he shows, man, he can, yeah. he can chuck a ball 70 yards quick. Yeah. Now, Adam will be freaking out at this point if Olave is waiting. Because I know Adam wants Olave. Yeah. I've already given Olave away. So, I think I could see him taking a, you know, a Dotson here, maybe a Spiller. I don't think he takes a quarterback here, but he very well could. I haven't given out Olave, correct? No, you haven't. Uh, that's who I think he probably yeah. goes for. Yeah, I, definitely there. Um I haven't give out London, so I'll give out. I'll give him um, uh, Drake London. Ben, Ben, uh, man, he's a he's a wild card. You never really know what he uh, what he's going to do. I f- feel like that he's building a future team. I could see him going Jamison Williams here. Uh, and I was going to say, and I let's see, I've already given up Drake London. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think that I think that's where he fits. Yeah, I mean, he just seems to be building that team. Yeah. That like like I think he knows he's not competing this year. Now he might surprise everybody. Absolutely. But the way he drafted, he drafted very young on all of his guys. Yeah, it I was mean, almost like I'm punting this year. I'm building for the future. And here's the thing: if he hits, he's going to be tough to beat for a few years. No doubt. Ben's I mean, a very good fantasy football player. He's got. He, he's got Trey Lawrence, he's got Zach Wilson, he's got Najee Harris, he's got Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, 
That's corner cornerstones yeah. that will get you a at least five way. years. Exactly. At least five. Najee Harris might be the first one to wear out because Pittsburgh is going to kill him. <laughs> that's you know? exactly right. Yeah, I mean they're they're going to they're going to run him like they did the bus. Jeff is always a wild card guy, kind of guy. Um, I I think he's probably a quarterback type guy. I think he probably goes with Kenny Pickett here. I'd say I'd say you're probably right because we're getting to the point in the wide receivers that there's a major drop off. Yeah. Um, like all these wide receivers, we assume is going to go first round. I don't know about John Mechie because didn't he get hurt in the SEC or the SEC title game or the national right. championship? Yes. And then Jahan Dotson, a lot of people speculate that he might be the one that winds up in Green Bay. I've seen that on a few of the mock drafts by Mel Kuyper and 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 McShay. Um, I think it's just one of those things. You're seeing the contracts starting to come up for these wide receivers. The wide receivers are your new running back. Absolutely. You know, it just is. And, I mean, look at – you have a Jamar Chase goes out and hits – Nobody thinks there's a Jamar Chase in this draft. True. According to the pros, True. right? The closest one's probably Jameis Williams, but like I said, he probably doesn't play this year. Right. And I, I know I have strongly considered Jamison Williams at the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm pretty stout at wide receiver. Because I drafted heavy on wide receivers. So I could almost punt that year, and and that's what's that's what is so interesting about us doing this dynasty draft, and yeah. especially the rookie draft in this first year, yeah. where we have drafted a full team, and you kind of look at your team and go, you know what, this rookie draft might go a little bit different this year because I'm going to take that chance on somebody yeah. that might be hurt, that might play later in the season, yeah. or at, well, know, takes and, a full and, season. And, to play. and what you're going to see is your. Where the trades will probably come into effect. And I hear, you know, I listen, you listen to the fantasy podcast. I listen to fantasy shows and all that stuff too. You'll hear people call in all the time and they'll be like, I, I'm, I'm in my dynasty league. I'm giving up Patrick Mahomes for his first round this year, his second round next year, and Kirk Cousins, you know, and all this. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, is it is it just a rookie draft, right? You know, where, where's his pick at, right? Right. Because if his first pick is the twelfth pick, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. If it's the number one pick, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So I think that's where you'll see some of the trades roll into it, but it's hard to say on that part of it. And then Jared, I, I didn't look at his team. I I, I mean, I like he. He had the number one. No, he didn't have the number one pick. He had the number ten pick, didn't he? No, he had the number one pick. And I don't think that I have given. Um. Did I give? You've done Hall, Wilson, London, Burks. I did not give Robinson, did I? No. This is where I think Robinson could go. Okay. Because um, he's because, got the well. He's a UK guy. He has the turn pick. And this is the only year that we'll have the turn pick. Correct. Yeah, we we probably messed that up. But, again, getting into it, had our uh, our roster set and whatnot, and then about, what was it, two, three weeks ago, we had the discussion on the chat, and we were like, oh, you know what? It should have ran 
as a normal NFL draft. Yeah. Where you come back around and get, you know, your number one gets a number one again in right. the second round. Who knew? Right. I don't think it's going to make a big difference this it, year. It won't this year because we don't know what these teams are. Exactly. Right. But next year we're going to do that. Yeah. So absolutely. whoever finishes last will get the number one pick in all five rounds of the draft. Right. Whoever wins the championship will get the last pick in all five rounds. Right. Because you want to create that parity right. year to year to year. Right. Or as much as you can. Right. I, I love to win. But I love to... Like the la- this was the first year in the last two or three years in our other fantasy football league that it didn't come down to multiple people getting in on the last Sunday of the the regular season. Right. I mean, the top seven picks were in, locked in, absolutely. And and I think there was one or two teams fighting for that last spot. But over the last couple of years. The five, six, seven, and eight seeds were all up for grabs going into the last Sunday. Right. I mean, so that's what I love. I love to see that kind of parity. We don't have that in baseball. It's getting better in the baseball. Yeah. Generally, the guys that are at the bottom of the draft are always at the bottom of the draft. So. So where are we so, at? So where where are we at with time? Uh, we're an hour and three minutes. An hour and, and you three didn't minutes. think that we'd have enough to get a half an hour on this. So I thought about this late. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could pull off a trade and shock everybody by making it on recorded on on file? What me and you? Me and you. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're thinking, look- man. I take care. I take advantage of Sean <laughs> on these trades. So, and I'm looking, and I, I, I need a third quarterback. I don't um, have a third quarterback. Do I have a third quarterback? You've got four quarterbacks. Who do I have? Daniel Jones. Who's you've, my other one? The one that I'm looking at right now is Drew Locke. And I think that there's a possibility. I know that you, and I don't know if you take this or not, but I know that you wanted Antonio Brown. And I think I'd probably be willing to give him up. Did I want Antonio Brown? When I took Antonio Brown... Uh, I remember specifically te- you texting me going, dang you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, because he's not in the league yet, but if he's gets if he gets back in the league with all his stuff, with all his, um, you know, if he gets back in the league. Had I not traded Matt Ryan, I probably would do that. But I feel like that Drew Locke is going to get the starting job in Seattle. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, um, I agree with that, and and because Geno Smith, he's a journeyman. Yeah, I mean he is a Josh Johnson uh, that came in for two different teams last year. Yeah, and balled out. I think Geno Smith could do the same thing, but he's not a starting quarterback. Right. Um, um, I do like him better than David Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones because he can run the ball. Uh, the only reason. Well, and of course, that was the other trade, right? So Adam sends me a trade offer. He he sent me he offered me his rookie draft third round pick and Daniel Jones for Matt Ryan and my fifth. Okay, right. So I countered with, "Give me your second round pick, and I'll give you Jesse's fourth round pick 
that I acquired from him. And he goes, well, it doesn't matter to me. It's just a rookie draft. Well, the way I'm looking at it is I have the first pick, and we're, we're in a snake draft. Right. I've got four of the top 21 picks. Right. I like that because we just went through 10 guys right here. It's going to get shallow real quick. I agree with that. You're going to be throwing darts. Now, I've got a dark horse that I will take with my fourth pick if he's still there. Interesting. And, but I don't know. He probably doesn't need to go at that spot. But it's a rookie draft. But I don't want to wait all of the third round and all the way back to the fourth round and, and basically another 18 picks go with the chance of him not being there. So, so I have, like, I'm looking at, you know, trying to lock in some pretty good guys with, you know, my, so basically, my five picks will be done by the by the fourth round or third round, you know, because I you know I've got four in the first two rounds, right? Exactly, <laughs> or three in the first two rounds, and then the first one of the third round. So I won't have any fifth round picks. Well, barring time, um, I think we'll just table the discussions then. Yeah, I'm 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 looking. But uh, I'm not saying no. But let's see how the let's see how the draft goes, and after the rookie draft, and maybe we revisit it. I totally understand that. So well, awesome. Well, Wes, I appreciate you coming on to the show and filling in. I think you did a great job. Uh, obviously, we love talking about our fantasy sports, yes, and we do. we've that that's where our friendship developed. Right. Right. Now, Neil and I's friendship developed over wrestling, but I've known you as long or longer than him. I mean, you've been we've been playing fantasy football together for several years yes. now. Yes, we have. Um, and we've swapped off titles a couple of times. I mean, you've you've won a couple of championships, and there's not many people who, in my long list of league that I've ran, has won multiple titles, and you're one of those guys. So, right. uh, so I, I uh, you're a good, you're you're a great player, and I really, really am excited about this dynasty league. I, I told you we hadn't even drafted yet. And I told you, this is going to be the greatest league that we've ever had. Right. You know, and we hadn't even drafted. But I'm excited about Jesse and Jared and Spencer. Well, we've brought in some pretty solid players on that. I agree. The number one rule to creating a dynasty league was you have to have active players. That was the number one rule that I saw everywhere. We've got guys that play in our regular league that are great guys. They're not active. Takes them 12 days to respond to a text message on a trade offer, or they don't trade, or they don't pick up. They just fill their roster, and that's just what they do. Right. They never win. They never will win. Great guys. I feel like that we have some uh, parity yeah. with this league. And I... I, I not saying that winning back-to-back championships won't happen, but man, it'd be it'll probably be hard unless somebody makes some big mistakes and trades away players to a team that you know. Because that's the thing: if you acquire that star, yeah, you don't have to give them away. Right? There's no keeper contracts; they're yours as long as you want to keep them. Exactly. So that's what's exciting about it. I totally agree. Yeah, I can't can't wait for everything to just finish out and uh, watch these guys uh, start the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Well, awesome show again. Guys, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, Neil will be back with us next week. Until next week. See you guys. Stay safe, friends. (laughs) That wraps up today's episode. We want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Without you, none of this is possible. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at From Corner to Corner, on Twitter at Corner to Corner PC, and on TikTok at From Corner to Corner. You can always reach us on Facebook or on email, Corner to Corner PC at gmail.com. We love you all, and we'll see you next time.